This is Winning Cures Everything. Here's your host, Gary Seegers. All right, let's jump in. I am Gary Seegers. I am your host. This is Winning Cures Everything. You can follow me on Twitter at GaryWCE. You can follow the show at Winning Cures on Twitter or just go to the website, winningcureseverything.com. Or you can find us on Facebook. Here's the rundown for the show today. Today is Wednesday, February the 13th. We're going to talk about Pilot Flying J pulling their ESPN sponsorship, the Pac-12 network being a complete disaster, Kentucky loses to LSU last night in college basketball, and we'll explain why that is such a topic. Uh, Barry Odom is fired up, and I'm excited about it, and of course I'm going to talk about it. Uh, college basketball picks for tonight, we did awful last night, 2-5, and five, but we're hopping back on the wagon today. As always, the show is brought to you by Tunica, Mississippi, the South's premier sports gambling destination. They've got six incredible sports books. You can find them all over at tunicatravel.com, along with more information on them so you can make a decision on where you want to go bet. Let's, uh, let's jump into the first topic. Pilot Flying J is pulling their ESPN sponsorship. The reasoning for this is because of the in-depth look at the culture of Brown's front office uh, executive and, and whatnot. Um, it, Jim Haslam is a disaster with the Browns, but he is also a the CEO of Pilot Flying J. So, a humongous sponsor for ESPN who gives you ad revenue, etc. Now, props to ESPN for digging into the story because. Just because somebody gives you money doesn't mean that you should uh, stay away from digging into what is going on in that organization. However, if you know that they are giving you millions of dollars every year, why not let somebody else write the story? Right? There are multiple media outlets that Pilot Flying J does not provide sponsorship for. The biggest problem here is the SEC because they are ending the agreement with all of ESPN's platforms, and that includes the SEC Network. That includes the Feinbaum Show. That includes all of the college football coverage. I mean, Pilot Flying J had an entire ad campaign for themselves revolving around college football. And now they're throwing all of that away, and they're going to spend it elsewhere because ESPN wrote a piece on Jim Haslam in the Browns' front office. So for ESPN... It's kind of dumb to bite the hand that feeds. Again, props to them for doing it because you got to have you got to have some huevos to do this. But it's kind of a dumb move on their part. The SEC has to be absolutely furious because that is millions of dollars in advertising revenue that the SEC network is not going to have. If you watch the SEC network at all, there is not a single commercial break that goes by that doesn't have a pilot flying J ad. It just blows my mind. It also lets me know that the story that ESPN wrote on it, on the Browns, dead on. It was absolutely spot on. There was nothing wrong in it. It laid out exactly how that organization is run. And these are the, uh, this is what you get, basically. This is what you get. So uh, we're going to move off of that. The Pac-12 network, I stated at the top of the show, it is an abject disaster. They only paid out $2.6 million per school this year. 
And over the last six seasons, the Pac-12 network has paid out $1.6 million on average to every school in the Pac-12. The excuse from the league is the cost of production is really high because the Pac-12 handles all of their own production. But they have to do production for every sport, track and field, volleyball, tennis. I mean, you just name it, and they are broadcasting all of it. They have no connection with Fox or ESPN or anything, so it makes distributing the content even more difficult. What I don't understand is how, if you're the Pac-12, and you're signing deals with DirecTV, which they've had trouble with DirecTV, it's only a regional thing, and even in the region, uh, people can go into L.A. and not be able to get the Pac-12 network. I mean, it's crazy. But why would you not be on one of these free TV platforms like Pluto TV or something like that where you can at least get the ad revenue from it? Or enable people to purchase, like find a deal that enables uh, people to, to stream it online so that people can actually see your games. Right now, nobody can see the games. It, I guess at the end of the day, they own 100% of their media rights. So maybe when the next television contract comes up, Maybe that'll be helpful, but right now, those teams are not worth anything because they have no exposure currently. It is an absolute disaster. Larry Scott and what he has done, if he ends up making this work somehow, and they find their way back into being one of the big boys, one, I will be surprised, and two, uh, I mean, good on him, but right now... I mean, for six seasons, they have gotten $1.6 million a year in payouts, while the SEC from the SEC network gets mid-30s to mid-40s. Like $35 to $45 million a year from your television contract, as opposed to the Pac-12, who is getting... Now, the $1.6 million is only from the Pac-12 network. It doesn't include all of the other stuff, but... I mean, good gracious. Uh, what the Pac-12 makes is is pennies to the dollar that the Big Ten and the SEC make. Just a, a crazy story from the Mercury News. Go to my Twitter feed, at GaryWCE. I've got it posted there. Go read it. It is it's something else. Uh, next up, Kentucky loses to LSU last night at Rupp Arena, 73-71. I gave you the pick. That's one of the, one of the two of the seven... Uh, that I hit. Um, but I, I had LSU plus eight. I didn't think they would win the game. But they won on a on a controversial tip-in at the end of the game that should have been offensive basket interference. So the game really should have gone to overtime. But because basket interference is not reviewable, the only thing they could review at the end of the game was whether or not the ball was off of the guy's fingertips before the buzzer sounded. And it was. But everybody could see clear as day that it was basket interference, and they couldn't go back and review it. So I'm sure that they will discuss it. Uh, We're in an odd year, so this is the year that they will discuss rule changes for uh, reviews and everything else. So, So, of course, they will talk about that. The reason I bring this game up is John Calipari, he's in his 10th season at Kentucky. They are 163 and 9 
at Rupp Arena in that time period. That's that's almost 95% winning percentage. They have never lost two home games back-to-back. They have number one Tennessee coming in on Saturday with ESPN game day, etc. I'm, and, and I know it's only Wednesday, I am leaning towards Kentucky Moneyline because you know that they will probably be an underdog in this game. Even if they are favored by a point or two, I'll probably still take Kentucky because they don't lose two games back-to-back at home. They just don't. And I know some people don't like to look at trends like that and whatnot. You just look at each individual game. The The trend is, and the reason for the trend is because of the team, right? Kentucky's got a great defense. Kentucky's got a good basketball team. LSU, however, also has a really good basketball team. I mean, this is this is a hell of a race. I'm curious when LSU and Tennessee play, what is going to happen. And so, and I don't know off the top of my head where that game is, Baton Rouge or in Knoxville, but that is going to be an absolute blast of a game to watch. I cannot wait for that one. I can't wait for Saturday for Tennessee, Kentucky. I can't wait for LSU, Tennessee. Let's bring it. Uh, next topic before the picks: Barry Odom at Missouri is fired up, and I've got the. Uh, I've got the thing picked up here. Uh, Barry Odom has choice words for fellow SEC coaches on Wednesday. The deal here is because of the bowl ban, Missouri seniors are going to be granted a waiver if they want to transfer out of the Missouri program for their final season. Barry Odom is not happy with this. Odom said Tuesday that his 19 seniors are being contacted and bombarded nonstop by teams taking advantage of NCAA bylaws that allow rising seniors from programs hit with postseason bans to transfer without penalty. Uh, Odom singled out Tennessee as the most frequent caller for his players among SEC programs during a booster event on Tuesday. Everybody's going to have a bad day, Odom said, expressing his frustration with keeping his players from transferring. You combine that with somebody that, who'd we beat 51-17 to this year? Tennessee? Yeah, those guys. They are nonstop reaching out daily saying, hey, come here. The grass is not always greener elsewhere. This is awesome. We need more of this. I need more of Barry Odom and and just the, the other guys in the SEC as well. I need drama. I need these guys pissed off, saying all kind of crazy stuff. I'm I'm loving it. Absolutely loving it. I can't wait to see what happens between Missouri and Tennessee this year when Jeremy Pruitt has to take his bunch up to Columbia, I mean, it is going to be must-see TV. Absolutely. All right, let's jump into the college basketball picks. Again, I went 2-5 and five last night. Not good. Uh, 127 and 101, well, and 4 on the season. That is a 55.7% winning percentage. We are back on the wagon tonight. I got seven games. I, there's a whole big slate tonight. But I've got seven games here. Uh, I've got three sides, or sorry, three totals and four sides. So let's jump in. Rotation numbers first, of course. 785, I'm going over 149 with South Carolina and Tennessee. Uh, That started out at 158 and dropped all the way down to 149. My numbers have it around 156. So people love the under there. I'm going to go back against the grain. I'm going over 149. Uh, South Carolina... 5-1 5-1 and one overs to unders on the road this year. Uh, next up, 798. 
Rutgers against Northwestern. I'm going under 133 on that one. Uh, both of these teams, I think that the number is is a little bit higher. This probably should be in the 20s, in the 120s. But Rutgers scored 94 points last week at Illinois. It, I don't understand that one. I don't know what in the world happened. But Rutgers on the season has only cracked 73 times. Other than that, it's been 50s and 60s. So, in Northwestern, is the same thing. They scored 89 at Iowa on Sunday night and lost an absolute heartbreaker. I think everything reverts back to the means. We are going under the 133. Uh, next one, 803, Clemson minus three. I bought half a point back because it jumped to three and a half as I was trying to make the bet. Um, but Clemson minus three at Miami. Clemson is on an absolute roll right now. Miami, they have played well in spots, but I think uh, this spot here at home, they might be a little too comfortable. I think Clemson wins this game uh, not only outright, I mean, obviously I would take the money line, but I think they covered the three as well. They are playing exceptional basketball right now. They are looking for an NCAA tournament bid. Uh, 8.02, I'm going under 140 on Richmond against Virginia Commonwealth. This is another one of those games opened up at 137. It has been bet all the way up to 140. My numbers have it around 135. So I'm going back against the grain on that one. Uh Next one up, 846 Fresno State at home. I'm going minus six against Boise State. Yes, they played close at Boise early in the season. Fresno State is a better basketball team. Boise has not played well as of late. I think Fresno covers the six fairly easily here. I think they could win by double digits. Valparaiso minus four and a half. That's rotation number 820. Uh, They're playing at home against Indiana State. Valpo is getting their leading score back. They have not scored well as of late. They've still been able to find ways to win. Indiana State, not a good offensive team. They are slow-paced, all that. I think Valpo, uh, with their leading score coming back, I think they got enough offense to cover the four and a half here. And finally, 844, Colorado minus one at home against Arizona State. Arizona State beat Washington the other night. I think this is another one of those where they revert back to the means. They're playing in altitude. They're not used to that. Colorado plays pretty well at home. I think Arizona State, a little too hyped up from a win over Washington. I like Colorado minus the one here. That uh, that will do it for the picks. You can always find the picks at winningcureseverything.com. Go up to the navigation bar, hit gambling picks right up there. You can find it every single day. We will have college basketball picks. All you got to do is find it. Easy enough. So, as always, subscribe to the show, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Hit subscribe on YouTube, leave some comments, share the show out, all that good stuff. We will be back again tomorrow. Love you guys. Thanks for checking out Winning Cures Everything. If you want to keep up with us, hit subscribe on YouTube or your favorite podcast app. Visit the website at winningcureseverything.com or you can like us on Facebook or follow us at Winning Cures, at Gary WCE, or at Chris B. Giannini on Twitter. Share out the show, leave a nice review, and make sure to comment and tweet at us.